You're listening to Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and here with me today, the man himself, Mr. Monster Deface. What's going on, buddy? What is up? Doing good, man. Doing good. You, you, have you had a crazy week just smashing, you know, season eight as hard as you can? Honestly, if I'm being completely honest, and this is the first time this ever happened. Season eight came out and I, I could only stomach an hour and a half of Fortnite before I got off. It's the audio, man. I, I love every, I love the map. I love so, where the game's so at. Since, since we're having confessions, I too have barely played. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 and here's the reason why. I watched a ton of your streams. As you know, this week I was in your, I was in your streams quite a bit. And I, I heard the, the day it launched, I heard about, you know, your problems with the sound. And then I started really listening in with my headphones and I realized the sound problems you were having. And I was not in the mood to go deal with that. And then everybody else's complaints. But this is, this is a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of stuff that happened that I want to talk about that, uh, yeah, I think put some of this stuff in perspective, right? As we, as we got the launch of season eight. Guys, as, as, as I normally say, this show is brought to you by somebody. It's, it's sponsored by somebody. You're like, wait a second, I didn't hear the advertisement at the beginning of the show. What's going on? Well, we're here to tell you that Monster D Face and Too Loud TX uh, on the Fortnite podcast. We are no longer presented or, or sponsored by anybody. Right now, we're bringing it straight to you, the content that we started with from the very beginning as the community, bringing you guys this directly. But we do have something very, very exciting to talk about with you guys throughout the week and hopefully be able to launch it next week for you guys. So stay tuned for that. Uh, so we definitely will have something special in the works for you guys. And uh, just so everybody knows, it's nothing against, you know, the partners that we are with or the sponsors we are doing with. Uh, it's something that um, basically your contracts, these things are full of contracts these days. Your time comes to an end and uh, you decide whether you want to go another place or not. And me and Monster have some ideas of how we want to take the podcast and continue to steer this community. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited. What about you, Monster? Are you excited for, for what the future's bringing? Yeah, always, man. And and again, guys, there's no bad blood. Just like Too Loud kind of brought up, it, it's it's part of business. You know, you grow, you you move on, and here we are. To yeah, the I mean, I still have my Deserto <laughs> hat on. You know, here we are recording video, and I still got yeah. my Deserto hat on. So, you know, I, I love shout out to all those guys. I obviously love those guys. I will still be doing um, uh, Fortnite events and stuff for them as well. So, it like I said, nothing nothing big. But make sure you are following us on Twitter at the Fortnite Podcast, Monster D Face at Monster D Face myself too loud tx number two led tx so you can get all the latest of what's going on where we're taking everything uh itunes google play spotify dash radio player fm wherever you're listening and stitcher thank you so much for listening please please continue to tune in we have a lot of stuff coming up and we appreciate your support everywhere we go well without further ado let's jump in here to what just finished today sunday the day we are recording this we have catavice royale comes to a conclusion right comes to a close we have quite a bit of uh of action that occurred here one of the initial storylines i want to get into which was started with um uh february i mean started with thursday um right february 28th right at the end of the month and it was that zexro got signed i mean i'm sorry Vinny. oh Vinny. Vinny got signed from tsm and this is like right whenever we were going in you know to katavice he gets signed. They play the solos on Friday. This is on Thursday. On Friday, this brother, this brother wins the solos. 
just in time, you know, he basically gets signed by TSM. I mean, it's pretty incredible to see him show up. I know that he's been on a ton of people's radars for a long time. Obviously, teaming up with Zexro and the duos, they end up coming out third place, I believe it was in that. But really an incredible showing by him in first place. What did you take away from Vinny's performance? And I mean, obviously a great pickup by TSM, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we saw it coming, right? You have someone like Zexro, whose partner was Vinny for the longest, right? Their performance dates back to the summer skirmish days, fall skirmish. So this has always been his duo. When Zexro got signed and Vinny didn't initially, it's always like a big, hmm, are you going to get that partner? Right. Kind of like Nate Hill and Funkbone. Like, Nate Hill gets signed to FaZe, and you're like, dude, Nate Hill's partner's Funk. Like, are you going to sign Funk FaZe? Like, hello? Right. Right? They're Clearly. So, uh, Vinny, we saw it coming and, uh, there you go, man. If it, it, it couldn't have been better either. Right. I guess that the org must feel the best, right? Like, yeah, ooh, we did it. We did it. Well, because let's be honest, it's been a, it's been a long time coming for TSM to get some type of, you know, I guess not recognition. Cause they have plenty of that, but you know, yeah. some, some type of winning under their belt in the Fortnite scene, because mm-hmm. you know, with all, with all the myth busters per se, you know, <laughs> it's been, it's been kind of catastrophic from time to time. It's, you know, it's, it's been a ghost story, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that, that is for real in, in all, in all means and way. I mean, obviously them showing up here to get and, and having the showing really, I think, but shows, shows a lot of people. Number one. Oh yeah. Don't forget that Zexro guy, but also don't forget his partner, Vinny and the, and the solos. How do you feel about solos versus duo tournaments? Like, what is your preference maybe as I, I want to know this as a caster and as a viewer, do you, do you like one better than the other? I do. And you know, oddly enough, I was really looking forward to the duo competition come this weekend, but I think I quickly f- realized that the solos, there's more to learn. And uh, I don't know, man, there was something about the solo competition. I felt like the action was just nonstop and it, it felt more intense a lot more intense this time around than I thought it would. But when it comes down to casting, I prefer to cast duos. Um, huh. I guess it's like one of those things. So from a viewing perspective, I prefer to sit back and watch solos. It just feels more technical, more mechanical. Me, just like from a viewing perspective, I really just kind of sink down and, and appreciate the good 1v1. But in the duos, I prefer to cast because the action's there, right? So you have more, you know, bang, 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 right? There's more fights going on and it looks a little bit more chaotic. So it feels better to be in that driving seat during the action. Right. But I guess watching it, I just didn't enjoy watching it as much because the yeah. fights were just kind of like pop and done. I, I, I definitely agree with this tournament. It seems, like, seems like the solos were more entertaining per se in this particular tournament. I feel like in the past, duos have really shined in some tournaments as well, right? We've we've, we've seen some and, of that. And it, it could have just been this this weekend. Yeah. You know? But that was, that was just my take from the ESL. The solos, man, the solos were popping. I, I preferably like duos because I like the end of games, right? When you're closing in those final couple circles and people are moving to really watch and see, you know, are they staying together as a team? Are they splitting up? Somebody's staying high, somebody's staying low. What are they doing? Uh, and obviously the risk of like, you know, if one goes out all of a sudden, you know, Staff pops off and gets 10 kills or something if Zayt dies, you know, something like that. I always love to love to see those storylines, uh, you know, and solos uh, were pretty incredible. You had Atlantis show up, you know, we've I've, I've heard you talk a lot about these guys because you've dealt a lot with the EU scene more than I have when it comes to casting and the professional side of, of Fortnite. And you've talked about, you know, Mitro and all these guys is showing up. But Atlantis, the team really coming in here, imagine getting 
getting 316 points, just three points shy of Vinny for second place in in the in the solos. Um, Ken Kenstar showing up. Which... Oh, Kenstar showed up big time, man. Yeah, and you know the, the last time we saw him was what like the rise of Kinstar and Solari was during like summer skirmish. Yeah, right. That's when he first kind of got on the map, and then didn't have a lot of success right through Winter Royale and stuff. But dude, talk about grinding through and, and staying consistent. He comes out comes out big this weekend. Some of the other big ones in the top ten: Ghost Bizzle taking fourth. He started off really strong, taking game one, uh, you know, and really showing out on on, uh, on there. And I heard a statistic. He's like. Who's only like thirty thousand dollars shy of being the number one Fortnite, uh, you know, player this, in the this world. Is the, this as far is the as... weekend to make it. He was close, right? And I don't know where he ended up coming out. I don't know if he got close because he did win some money in fourth place. He got some earnings, but yeah, I think I think he's still shy. But you know, he did he did chip away, chip away at the tip. He's almost there. Let's see, Solo's fourth place. He got eight grand, uh, and then uh, let's see, uh, we'll get to the duos here in a second. See how much money he won there. You had Sentinel Animal, who I have talked about a lot, right? I've had my eye on this guy since PAX. Uh, maybe it's because we kicked it off friends. Uh, got to interview him at PAX. Seen him grow throughout the scene. He started to show up. They showed up a little bit at uh, the uh, Secret Skirmish, right? He, I think he took like seventh at Secret Skirmish. Comes here, ends up taking sixth. He's climbing his way up top. I'm really excited to see him. Uh, and that whole org continue to grow. Sentinel, Sentinel has what, like four players that I know that are you know, heavily woven into the Fortnite scene. Yep. And they're all really good. Yep. We've seen Aspect. We've seen Karos. Yep. Right? These guys have come up and, and they, they've taken games. So, dude, Sentinel, like, they've been sticking strong. I think their consistency is hard to find in Fortnite with how much it changes. These guys, man, patch after patch have been able to do it from tournament to tournament. That, to me, shows you got some, some seriously talented competitors on your team. Yeah, I was watching a esports documentary earlier today and talking about like there's always been a question mark of, you know, Battle Royale and the RNG. Is there going to be consistency? I think we we've seen it coming from Summer Skirmish all the way to now. We've seen the top 10, 20 players really be consistent. Now maybe it's harder to be like number one or number two, like we see in other esports because of some of the factors that occur. But if you're a good player and you're consistent, like it's starting to show Find up. Away. And these people are coming up. <laughs> Uh, I didn't even realize that Zayt got seventh place in the singles and the solos. So there you yeah, go. Zayt, dude, Zayt, Saf. <laughs> I just can't, I can't believe it. Like oh, these we... guys crushed WSOE. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Crushed WSOE. They they nearly took the whole thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, shout out to Cease. Right. Uh, Cease and Elevate. They did. They did win WSOE. But Safe and Zet. Uh, Saf and Zayt came up big at WSOE. Then Saf comes right in at Secret Skirmish, takes the whole Secret Skirmish, first place duo with a randomizer, right, and then wins the solo competition. Yep. And then comes in or, or gets second place in a solo competition at Secret Skirmish, then comes and takes home this duo tournament at ESO, uh, ESL. So, dude, Saf is on something else right now. Saf and Zayt, the power combo, underrated yeah. combo. Yeah, un- uh, absolutely unbelievable. Uh, watching them perform. We're about to jump in and talk a little about it because they did win the duos tournament. They won today. They walked away. Ghost, Zaf, and NRG Zate showing up, coming through. We've talked about it many times about how it's even crazy that they're on different orgs and here they are winning championships. <laughs> One of the great things that Fortnite brings along, uh, and, and I just love it. 
Uh, but obviously, I think I two orgs. Home 40, 40 G's a piece, y'all. Yeah. Made it. Whole Goodyear salary right there in one tournament. Yeah, and I'm so excited for those guys. They in, they put in the work, and like we said, they, yes, they've they been did. consistent throughout. E11, you're a one team that you've talked about many times on all your platforms. E11 showing up. Boyer and uh, Krippa coming through, getting second place. I mean, unbelievable. They did that Winter Royale. They came and they did it again. And this is what we say, consistency. People think it doesn't exist, but... These duos say otherwise, man. I just want to say this. In case you don't know, in case you didn't see statistics, and most people don't follow as close as we do, I get it. And that's why we're here for you guys each week. Break it down and tell you what's going on around the Fortnite scene. But just so you know the point difference between first and second place, Ghost Saf and Zate got 831 points. E11, Boyer and Krippa, 620. A 211 point, point difference. difference. For Ghost, Zaf, and Zay, that's how strong their showing was. I mean, that's a lot of points. Now, given this is a little and, bit different than most. Elims were worth five point in this game format, and then respectively, you know, placements gave you a little more. But this is a heavily elimination-based format uh, because every single Elim is five points. So you drop a duo, you're effectively not only taking placement points, but you're taking 10 extra points, which is worth a boatload. So I got to ask you, do you like the points per kill? Do you like them said, uh, Yes. Yes. I always said they needed to be rewarded uh, in some way, shape, or form. Twitch Rivals did it during the fall skirmish. And you saw like just different teams just kind of making, making headlines because they were getting eliminations. I'm not a fan of the whole like, you could get in, in the normal epic format, you could get two Elims, right? Each Every game. game, two Elims. If you don't hit three, you don't get it rewarded. Come on. How's that fair? You can, you can literally end a tournament with 10 kills. And not even earn a point. And sometimes we've seen people cool. people out of the top ten that got more kills than everybody in the top ten before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like fourteen the elims, and you're like two yeah. points. Yeah, like yeah. what? What happened? <laughs> bad luck. That's what. Yeah. Right? It's got to be bad luck. Bad rotation. Third yeah. partied, right? I, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. And last week, I thought the format was the ESL format with a placement was a little too too placement based. But today, it was different, right? The Poland scene versus the international scene, very different. You've seen that, oh, man, when you get all the real good pros together, this is a great format. And, and more importantly, of course, a lot the, during the ESL Poland event, the problem was Storm Surge wasn't active, which Storm Surge is like a double-edged source. People love it. Some people hate it, right? I think it's needed. And, and this time around, it was here. And, man, I, I like the way this, this tourney shaped out for the point system. So... First question is, why don't you, for everybody that doesn't know, because we got a couple tweets this week about Storm Surge, they don't really understand it. Explain that real quick for everybody that's out there. Okay, so I'll try and make this as simple as possible. So for you guys listening, Storm Surge is how much damage you do to how many players are alive. So hypothetically, if you deal zero damage and there's 80 players alive, depending on the zone, there's a ratio. And... If there's more players alive in the zone threshold, it'll start damaging the players starting from who didn't do the most damage to, you know, until there's not enough players left. So Storm Surge will start damaging and punishing players who did not deal damage. So there could really never be a certain amount of people live to a certain zone ratio because Storm Surge will start chopping people down. And it forces people to really 
do crazy things. If you see storm surge turn on, you know, like, oh, this storm is literally going to zap me no matter where I'm at for like 30 damage. It doesn't knock you. If you die to storm surge, it actually just takes you straight out the game. Like you're done. You get eliminated, fully eliminated, thirsted. <laughs> so it's a big deal. So for for everyone that's watching or everyone that's listening, does this happen every single round? Yes. And it usually saw, happens in what uh, circles? It, it, you'll really see it come into effect come like zone five into six when the rotation starts to happen. Cause by then there's just a lot of people trying to be passive and make it end game. But if you're not damaging, uh, damaging players from your turtle and, and chipping away at players, you're going to get owned. So it's by really it. to discourage the turtling. It's to discourage people from hiding all game yeah. long and incentivize. Hey, you got to battle in some way, shape or form, or, you, you know, we're going to take you off this game. And we saw today was, it was, it was really interesting. So I saw this strategy. There's actually a strategy to combat Storm Surge, which I didn't think I was going to see. But Nate Hill and Funk Bomb started getting zapped from the sky by Storm Surge. And what they did was, I don't know if this is planned or it was a move of desperation, but they had stinkers. And once they got zapped once, they started chucking all their stinkers at, at boxes and they saved themselves from the Storm Surge because they just started getting the damage they needed above the threshold and then people naturally get eliminated. Um, but they survived the storm surge. It was it was pretty, you know, it was one of those micro things that you, you know, me, my nerdy stuff I watched. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like save, save stinkers because you can, you can, you know, cheat death in a way. So they did it. That I is, it. that is absolutely crazy. I, actually, I should go find a clip and put it on Reddit. Like, cause that's like 200 IQ. One of those things that like slip under the radar, you know? Yeah. Monster YouTube video coming out this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's really interesting because this is, these are things that sometimes we don't even get to see from a viewing standpoint because they don't show a lot of the effects of what's happening in Storm, Sur Storm Surge. Um, hey, maybe next time you know you're out casting a Fortnite event, there's a there's a good topic for you guys to bring up, you know, between you and yep. the other casters. But what did you feel about the overall competition level being international? Were you were you happy with the results of what was going on and, and kind of where we ended up laying out? Uh, yeah, I think, I think it went right, right up the lines that I kind of expected everything to kind of turn out to be. You saw the best players in the world, quite literally from each region, the, the, the duos from every respective region that you thought would be out there dominating, like they actually came up and showed up. So it's not like, oh, these guys are just good against EU. Oh, these guys are just good against NA. No, these guys are amazing because they're just actually amazing. And when you saw everyone under the same umbrella this weekend, the competition was real. I think like every other game, it was either some new region, whether it be European or, or North American squad, it didn't really matter. You just saw prominent, strong duos consistently taking game in, game in and game out. I think it was really entertaining that, that, you know, out of the top 10, we only saw four NA teams in the top 10. So that tells you how... I mean, well, well, think about it. There's only nine NA teams total. That's true. That's true. So out of the nine, like almost 50% of the invites. Made top 10. They made top 10. Yeah. But it's I think just, it also speaks to like how high the talent level is worldwide, right? And that there's... there's oh, absolutely. There's a high level of talent all, all across the world for Fortnite. And it, you know, we, we sometimes maybe live in a bubble here in NA and enjoy the Fortnite scene, but it's going on around the world for everybody that doesn't know. Uh, and it is, uh, it's a blast to watch Sentinel animal and those guys coming in seventh demo and Bizzle coming in fourth place. And that, that adds, uh, what another $32,000 to 
to him and Demo, Bizzle and Demo splitting. You know, so, you know, that's just a light 32,000. So he's <laughs> he's got to be really close to number one, uh, really close to Tifu there. Uh, and it's going to be entertaining by the time everybody crunches the numbers, what we see come out this week. That sums up uh, a lot of what happened at uh, Katowice Royale. Everybody's like, well, what, didn't Troy go? Here's the thing. I was going to go. I was going to leave, but I was going to have a seven-hour layover in London going both ways. And, uh, you know, that, I was going to leave on Wednesday, get back on Monday. It was going to be a disastrous travel schedule. I had a lot of the things I needed to take care of while I was here, uh, including redecorating my office um, and, you know, going the monster way with some color, some lights, some shelves, things I'm finishing up for uh, my YouTube channel I'm kicking off. So I did not, I did not make it out out to Katowice, and I'm, I'm actually sad I didn't get to see everybody and hang out with everybody, but I am not sad about that travel schedule. So, <laughs> uh, I, I'm happy to be here in my office recording this episode for you guys. Well, that sums it up. You know, I, I, I think it, it was not, um, it was not disappointing seeing what was going on. It was, it was some great matches, some great Fortnite for everybody that was out there. Uh, being able to to tune in and be able to watch, you know, their favorite players play. Hopefully, uh, I can't wait to for Worlds and what that's going to bring as well. But I got a little soundbite here of uh, of Zaf and Zate taking away their glory. What an incredible couple of days you guys have had! Not only a birthday boy, now a champion, uh, fellas. How do you feel right now? Uh, I have like, no words. I don't know. It's a weird feeling. Uh, Saf as well, um, how do you feel? I mean, obviously you guys dominated, particularly today, but the whole competition, consistent, things went pretty much as good as they could have gone. I feel great. Everything went well, and we won. Was it nice as well? Obviously, uh, you were a skirmish, a secret skirmish champion earlier this year as well. Uh, how nice is it to have a victory here with your man, Zay? Uh We had one a while back in summer skirmish. It's basically the same. I mean, not the same feeling, but it's there. Where did everything go so right this weekend, guys? Obviously, uh, people watching at home, um, consistent eliminations, victory royales as well. Uh, what works so well for you guys as a team? Um, most of it, like most of uh, the reason why we had like so much success was because we avoided a lot of uh, players. Yeah. Because <laughs> these, I mean, this is you're against the best in the world here as well. Um, is it always nice to test yourselves against this kind of competition? Obviously, there is a, a recently announced big event happening later on this year as well. This must give you all the confidence in the world. Uh, yeah, obviously, it's awesome going against different competitors from all around the world and feels great. Uh, of course, as well, um, we're looking at you guys with these trophies, but also you've won $80,000, baby. Woo! Um, what are you going to do with the money? Um, what happens from this point onwards? I'm just going to save it. I really don't know what I'm going to do with my money yet. You know? I don't know. Sensible, thinking ahead. I like that, guys. Uh, and lastly, I must say, what has your experience been like here in Poland at Katowice Royale? Have you enjoyed every single second of this? Uh, yeah, like from start to, to end, like everything's been awesome. All the boys, that you boys, especially, I was like, I didn't know how they were, but they're really nice. And like all the staff, it's awesome. Man. Feels, everything's been great so far. And yeah. Would you please give it up one more time for your ESL Katowice Royale Duos Champions, Zay and Well, obviously, they had a great time there, you know, being able to, to you know, hang out with everybody, see everybody. Get some competition going. You know, players love just competition in general. And it sounds like they had a great time being there. Uh, congratulations to Zayton Zaff for winning that. Can't wait to see them continue their success. 
Is there anybody at the event that you expected to show up that didn't show up? Is there is there anybody particular you were like, man, I really wanted to see them make a move, and they didn't? Uh, it's kind of kind of hard, man, because when you when you look at the top ten, it's it's like, yeah, you know, if you didn't think they were gonna get there at the start, they're there for a reason, right? You can't you can't count anyone out. So to say like that, I think this team was gonna get there, or, you know, was I secretly rooting for anyone? I was, but then again, I wasn't like, I've been talking about Nate and Funk enough today. We'll do it again. They got 39th place, but at the same time, we've seen them come into like TwitchCon and, and, or some other event and get like second or or dang near take a whole competition, right? All of these competitors are first place champions either previously or in some way, shape or form, you know, anything can happen. Kind of how like Cease is he's just a champion at heart, right? Sometimes you're going to get top five. Sometimes you're going to get one, yeah. right? Bizzle. Bizzle only just recently took his first tournament ever, right? But you know, deep down, like, this is a champion, dude, right? I feel this way about basically all these dudes, especially on this invite roster. Like, all these guys are champions. So, um, no, I didn't see, or, or, like, no one let me down, per se, because I know what it's like to, you know, compete under the stressors. Anything can happen. We saw it to Zaxer and Vinny. Yeah, you know, they went from basically ending day one is in in first to like what happened, dudes. Well, I think they know what happened, but day two didn't go their way uh, because you know people changed their strats. But uh, that that's just kind of how it is. I thought it was interesting having the same tournament carry over day to day. Didn't you like having that break time where you could go and kind of evaluate? I didn't like it at the same time because it's hard to be on. All right, all right. So like, think about it. Game day. And you come in to be tip top on game day. You're lucky if you feel a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. If it's clicking, you're lucky to get that kind of stride going for two days in a row, man, dude, I don't know. That's a scary feeling. Well, and also gave people time to go see where other people were dropping. Exactly. And then, and then that's the other thing your strat all day. Day one could work. Dude, people are going to review that footage, man. They're going to see what went wrong. A lot of money on the line. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to see what looks available. And <laughs> that's what happens. I mean, we saw it today. Like, like Zexor and Vinny had a, a, a smooth getaway the whole first day. If it was a one day tournament, that's it. They're done. Their seven games are phenomenal. They won, right? They were consistent, whatever. Uh, but day two, people, people just looked at, you know, strats, say, hey, look, yo, Vikings getting landed on by one guy and Snobby's getting split by one guy. Let's go there. And that's it. And then they were getting landed on all day. Yep. And for me, I personally wish I could have seen the liquid guys show up. I talked about it last week. Vivid taking his first yeah. round um, at, at the secret the skirmish. Thing, like, they, they've had their moments, you know? Yeah. It's just about you, you need more than one. Right? And can I say the more I see 72 hours on camera, the more I laugh. That dude is absolutely hilarious. Is he, is he growing on you? He's is he growing a, on he's you? He's a comedian. That dude makes me laugh. Good guy. He's entertaining. Yeah, he's funny. Uh, and I would say I wanted to see the Renegade brothers show up a little more. They didn't. I knew they weren't, by the way. I just knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And it's it's not to discredit any any competitors that were invited, but I genuinely felt like the reason they crushed the OCE region, it was just like OCE has for the longest of whiles been like hungry for more competitive attention and a bigger scene. And because of that, that that's also going to hold back the competitors in that region. Right. They don't get to go toe to toe with the best in the world. 
like, you know, the larger regions, NA and European. So when you see them go toe to toe with the best, you kind of see that it's a lot harder than what it seems like playing from your box at home. Yeah. So it was different in this tournament. Only the top 20 teams get paid out. Uh, so mm-hmm. some people did walk away without money, uh, which was, we don't see that a lot in Fortnite, given, you know, the kind of the structure that we, that we do normally have, but uh, awesome, awesome event overall. I thought it was really cool uh, hearing the different things that ESL did from a content standpoint. I think they did a great job from a content standpoint. If you follow them on Twitter, they were dropping out little videos and little things. Uh, in fact, I want to jump into one here about myth. He talks a little bit about uh, his strength and his weaknesses and going into the event, going into uh, Fortnite overall. The way I got into Fortnite was simply, I seen the trailer uh, drop when like day one, that where they were like, hey, we're, we're dropping Battle Royale. Uh, that day I just like got on and never got off really. Uh, so I think my play style, I have a lot of strengths in um, early game. Uh, I do pretty well at knowing how to navigate around a, a drop point to like win early game skirmishes, and I think that's really strong. Something that's really useful. I guess my weakness would be is just like uh, like late game strategizing. Typically, that's when my teammate or my partner would hold a little bit more weight than uh, I do. But definitely, when it comes to like early game encounters and early game uh, skirmishes, I, I tend to pull my weight there quite a bit. The most important aspect of Fortnite is just decision making, like uh, being able to like change up your playstyle or change up the decisions you make based on the, the format that you're playing under to get the most like success out of it is, is in my opinion like the biggest thing. Being in the in like the competitive community and constantly practicing against other people and you know constantly improving and, and achieving new heights of it in your own gameplay, kind of like taking time to sit down and reflect and and just doing that regularly is something that helps me like you know realize like you know I, I could do this professionally that I could go up against the best. I think the coolest experience would just be being able to like come to events like this and outside of the game just hang out with all of the people that I like know online. Like that's really cool. Like being able to see some of like the EU guys that I've like casted over before is uh, is definitely awesome. And you know I wouldn't have that opportunity otherwise. Like I said, ESL put out some cool content. I thought this was cool to hear from him on. What he, he sees as his personal strengths and weaknesses going in. And knowing your strengths and weaknesses is obviously something we can take from you know, a casual player all the way up to a pro player and really evaluating those. He mentioned you know stepping back and looking at your game. How important that is, is it for you, Monster, as you look at your playing and when you're evaluating and shoutcasting, looking at different people's play to know, hey, what the weaknesses and strengths are and being able to grow from that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think Myth really turned up this time around. Uh, I want to say that his solo performance wasn't the greatest and his teammate, I think cloud was also struggling a bit on the solo day, but man, come that duo day, we saw them up and down in the end game. So I think he hit the nail on the head. He knew himself, you know, in and out, who knows yourself better than you. Right. And for him to have his teammate cloud, who's mechanically gifted and has that good game sense for a young God. I mean, he came out there and uh, he carried that end game. We saw it. Uh, all, all weekend long. So happy that he is, uh, you know, filling the holes, you know, that he needs filled for his, you know, for himself to find success out here. And like you said, to touch on just knowing, knowing and evaluating your gameplay, you, you have to, you got to, you got to review the VODs, man. You got to see what's working, what's not working and just better yourself as a player. If you want to take it seriously, especially competitively. No, absolutely. Uh, I think that's a, that's a strong point is you got to look at and, and figure out what can I continue to do better. And that's what makes these guys, 
better than the normal, right? Is because they're grinding constantly, evaluating those things of, of how can I continue to get better? What can you take, uh, what can a pro and a casual player take away from watching these type of events that we saw? What, what do you take away? I know what I take away personally is, you know, just looking at, you know, how people are countering each other, you know, building the patience that some of these players have. That's something that I continually watch and, you know, and trying to tell myself, be more patient, be more patient, make this move when this happens, that kind of thing. Uh, but for you, what, what, are, what are some of the other things you think you can take away from watching these events and these Fortnite tournaments we continually see? You guys are going to need to subscribe to my YouTube channel because I have a five secret tips that I learned from the previous. But <laughs> yeah. I am I'm working on a video, some techniques. I got seven techniques that I pulled out from watching these pros. You think you can't learn something, but you do. And I'll, I'll, I'll bring up one special moment. I watched someone get into a really long battle. And right as he was jumping on his launch pad, he set it up. He threw dynamite on it and then jumped on it and yeah, flew yeah. away. I saw that. I saw that too. I mean, it was a little thing, but I was just like, dude, I never dynamite my launch pad. Why not? Right? Yeah. You don't think. Yeah. So like, dude, these guys, man, they're on a whole nother caliber, another level. And, um, and we talked about some of the special content pieces ESL did. When you look at the questions, when he asked the pros, like, oh, how, how do you learn? Or how did you learn? They all watch other pros. Yep. And some people don't like to admit it, but dude, you learn from the, your peers around you and they take little it's and bits to better themselves. And, you know, every now and then you'll get innovative or you'll be like innovative on the spot and you'll learn something new. But these guys, man, you study each other all day long. They really do. Whether they like to admit it or not. Well, to continue to learn how to play, how to adapt, how to take from your teammates is definitely something that's always going on. Uh, and this is the last little uh, soundbite I want to take from, from the interviews that they did at ESL. This is Nate Hill. He's talking a little bit about learning to adapt and, you know, going into season eight. That's kind of a, an, an important thing you got to do is, is learn to adapt a little bit. So let's go ahead and jump in here and see what he has to say. We were just casually playing at the time, and all of a sudden we're number one on the leaderboard. And we're kind of like, well, what's this all about? And... And then you run into pro players in regular games. You're like, wait, why are they so like, why are they so good? And why can't I do that? And you kind of just got to give it a shot. How would I describe my play style? I am usually pretty strategic. I try to get to late game without getting into too many fights to avoid third parties and kind of positioning. My biggest strength, I think, is Turtling slash, I mean like Turtle Wars slash like kind of being weird in, in all these different kinds of builds and sort of unpredictability. Maybe a weakness would be finding a consistent spot with a lot of loot. The most important aspect of Fortnite I think is adaptability because they change the game every week and the metas change without much notice at all, really. How do you practice become a better Fortnite player is you better be playing at least eight hours a day, playing aim trainers, playing creative, and playing pubs and scrims, all kinds of different things, watching other professionals and kind of taking in all of that and putting it together. Well, as you said, Monster, taking everything you can and put it all together and learning to adapt. We saw it happen you know, from day one to day two on the on the duo tournament. Uh, we saw it happen right in front of our eyes. And we're all experiencing that and seeing that. 
as we jump in here to season eight. And uh, let's go. Let's go ahead. Let's jump in. Talk a little about season eight here. Season eight has arrived and a monstrous volcano has appeared. Freed from the Ice King's castle, the now powerful prisoner has brought fire and flame to Fortnite and its islands. Pirates, ninjas, a shipload of new fighters will tussle over treasures, battle the pirate cannons, and uncover legendary loot. For those daring enough to explore, the new Lazy Lagoon and Sunny Step locations are just a jump away with the help of the volcano vents. There are a ton of new areas to explore and secrets to uncover. And this season, this season, season eight of Fortnite, X marks the spot. Ladies and gentlemen, season eight is here. All right, so we got season eight and we're excited, right? There's a lot of new things coming out, a lot of things happening. And, uh, you know, I mean, I don't even know where to start. We got cannons, we got pirates, we got volcanoes, all new map areas, monster. What have you? What is your first impression of season eight? How are you enjoying it? Yeah, like like I said, to kind of touched on to start. Like I really love the changes. I love the current balance of the game. I think the map is like dope. It's really fun just playing and you know publicly kind of hitting those those geysers, right? They're called that where all the steam yep. comes out. It's kind of these volcanic you know, vents, launch pads, the volcanic vents. These volcanic yeah. vents, yeah, they're they're all over the place. Uh, I'm I'm loving it, man. The the, the cannons, the things are loud. The first one I shot scared me. <laughs> Well, so everything's a little louder uh, right now. I mean, it's that, you know. Yeah, you know, that, that's that's probably my only takeaway, dude. It's just, I, I the sounds frustrate me. It's one of those, like, once you hear it and you know it's there, you can't unhear it. But um, I, I know I know Epic is working really hard right now and trying to iron that one out and, and hopefully release that patch as soon as possible. Yeah, they've already mentioned um, for everybody out there, they are going to be releasing a patch for the sound audio. We'll go ahead and tackle those real quick. Improvements for the AR sound. Basically, they understand the whole, hey, the guy with the hand cannon behind me shot me and I didn't hear it. They even referenced this. So they're working to make sure they fix all those sounds, footsteps, everything else. And, and I, I mean, I like what they're doing with the sounds. If you think about when they introduced the pump for the first time, the new pump, right? It, it has like a just a big thoom and a new like pull out. It felt like, ooh, this is powerful, right? Same thing with like the heavy AR. Like you, you kind of start shooting it and you're like, oh, this feels like it has a thud. So they wanted to bring that to the normal AR, right? That's why they changed the scar originally. You remember the old scar sound like pew pew yeah. pew, like quite literally. Yeah. They were like, nah, we wanted to feel like doom doom doom, right? So I get what they're doing, um, but yeah, you know. Well, when your game, when your game's out and this started in beta, like everybody knows, we're still in beta per se, but they're continually trying to make the game better from all aspects, not just from what we see on the map or the gameplay or the items. I mean, you know what I even love? The sound, the shield cracking sound yeah. sounds so good if you one pump someone from max shield to the instant death it, it literally sounds like you took them like if they were made of glass you yep. broke them over your knee like yeah i love it like right it sounds good yeah so, just some balancing I, things i, I gotta I do you know yeah yeah i see the vision man the vision's there i get so it we get the pirate cannon which is really cool i think it's fun watching these people try to do damage i watched marksman sit in the house last night literally facing a doorway with a cannon for like 30 minutes <laughs> it was hilarious uh he hit someone with it. No, he, they ended up not coming in. Oh. <laughs> but it was still funny because they were jacking around to play. And it was, it, you know, these are the fun things that, that obviously are only available here in Fortnite. But the pirate can, I thought was a really cool uh, avenue. You have the, the sneaky snowman. 
uh, chilled grenades, the Stormwing, everybody's so sad, is gone. The shopping carts and the ATKs <laughs> are all gone. So a lot of mobility taken out, so right? Taken out of the taken out of the game. I mean, shopping carts and ATKs gone. Like that's actually people like those vehicles. They enjoyed those for the most part. I, th- I think I think like they look cool. I feel like from a content perspective, like y- you kind of miss out when you take things like that out. But from a like use like what is really used and useful hoverboards are amazing storm rings were clearly too good everyone used them um so although although they took a lot out i mean they gave us a lot with the whole volcanic rotation thing so and the, and the, cannon, the cannons you know, the biggest thing is that we got new pois and this is what everybody everybody wants to drop the new pois are super hot right now that that northeast corner is literally on fire and more than one way more than one other way <laughs> You know, we had we have uh, Lazy Links is gone, replaced by Lazy Lagoon. Man, you think it lasts longer, dude? Lazy was awesome. The, the, the golf course was pretty incredible. I remember when that came out. We were all that, nice. was, that was a great place to be. It was a hot spot all season. Well, you got a you know you got a pirate ship there now. So hey, you know pirate ship, golf course. I, I might take the pirate ship. Uh, Risky Reels has changed completely. Um, you know, back in the fashion, I guess, but changed completely. Uh, Sunny Steps, a new POI. Uh, you have uh, the, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank here. The forest area. Uh, give me the name that was there before. That went away. I'm drawing a blank. Wailing Woods. Goodness gracious. Rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> RIP and Tomato Temple. Rest in peace. Hey, hey, but tomato type is still there. It's like hidden amidst the volcano and the trees. So I'm happy they didn't like just destroy tomato temple. It's still, it's still, I guess it fits the lore of what that area looks well, like. Well, containers is gone. So rest in peace. Oh, yeah. Liquid, con- sorry. Container. Team Liquid having to uh, adapt there and go a different spot. Yeah, maybe that's why they didn't show up this weekend. They couldn't adapt, you know? Sure. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. The block, <laughs> the block has been moved. The motel is gone. The block is back, but in a different location. What do you think about the whole, like, hey, we could take the block and pop it on anything we want kind of ideas. They just they, they just straight up move that thing across the map. I mean, some of these I think you have to do because, like, they obviously wanted to restructure that whole northeast corner that we've I've always said since day one was light, right? I feel, I feel like the block is more appealing now that there's a big mountain kind of next yes. to it. It just feels like it fits there. I agree. I also agree that the, that this whole corner of the map that they redid feels a lot more uh, useful than it used to feel. Yeah. Uh, and, and if you remember, like, Risky Reels was not an original spot either, right? Back in, like, season one and two, that thing did not exist, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I think it came out... Did it come out in two? I think it did come out in two. Um, season two, I think Risky Reels came out then. No, was it no, three? no. It came out when the whole... Like the theater, uh, cinema. yeah, cinema... Yeah, they took Moisty, and then suddenly we had Risky, and they were shooting If I had my son here, he could oh, tell no, me because he's the Fortnite trivia king, bro. Like Probably like season five, to be honest. No, because listen, it was season when Omega five. came out. It was when Omega and, uh, and Carbine and all that were there. When the Omega... Yeah, but they weren't in the game when Double Pump was in the game. And Double Pump was in the game until like season three, and it got taken out closer to four. So that's how I know it's there. Okay. Uh, it came out like... What, what what season was Omega? Anyways, I ha- you know what. Leave it in the in the comment yeah, yeah, section. Yeah, leave it in the comment <laughs> section. But yeah, I, I think this whole corner of the map was 
was one of the weakest points of the map anyways, and I'm glad they redid it. I'm interested to see how it works out, what they keep as they move on, you know, to more seasons. We've seen these. I, I, I'm a little disappointed that the ice is still here. The snow is still here. Yeah. Uh, but I think that, I think the reason, so they could have changed everything and gave it to us right away. But, you know, they like to make a story out of things. Right. So I think they're going to, like, continue the story of what is Fortnite and and the volcano is probably going to break down, right? Because if you you can go in the volcano, there's a, there's a whole chair under there, right? Like a throne. And then we know there's like a throne in Polar Peak, and they're they're painting this whole story through the trailer. We all know Greasy still exists under the ice, so I don't know, man. I think depending on who wins the war, maybe it's going to affect the map, right? Like kind of like a tug of war. Ah, everyone's got their own right. respective. Alright, you know they're they're big on lore, man. That's what I love about Fortnite. Yeah, I I hope it starts to go away and we get some more uncovered underneath that polar peak area, underneath frosty flights. Um, I'm totally cool with them keeping the POIs that they have. I would just like to see some of this defrost. I think if you drop Greasy back in there underneath Polar Peak between Snobby and Tilted Towers, I, I and Shifty Shafts all right there because you know Greasy's right in the middle now. When it used to be kind of on the corner when they brought all that ice. Yep. I think that will change gameplay completely. A huge POI right there in the middle of all that would really be awesome to see. Um, so, you know, a- as the season goes on, maybe you're right. Maybe things will start to melt away and, and we'll see some additional things happening. Um, any, any, uh, anything else really out of season eight? I mean, we could go through the, the total list of things that they're, they're trying to fix and update, but uh, I think overall, it's a good launch. I think it's a good change to the map. I think the POIs are good. I know some people aren't the happiest about the battle pass rewards. I mean, can I can I hit can I hit yeah. on that? I think I think the battle pass was phenomenal, right? And here's why: everything was good outside of the tier 100, right? And and for me at least, right? It's a, it's a, the aesthetics are all like personal preference. I get it. The tier 100 wasn't like the greatest tier 100 for some people. It wasn't for me either. But, like, everything leading up to that, dude, Banana Man, I don't care what you guys say. Like, I love the he Banana bruises. Man. The I Banana love, Bruises. Yeah. I like the pirate. I, if you've seen the last form of the pirate, he turns, like, skull and bones, and he's got, you know, seaweed. Dude, I love all the other skins. Like, I really like the ninja guy. He comes in all the colors. I'm not a big fan of the alligator form, but, like, the in-between stages. Dude, I think they, they, I think they did a great job with some of this stuff. Yeah, maybe the tier one hundred wasn't the greatest. Like, I, I feel like she should have evolved in some way. Maybe cool, she but, will. I mean, maybe so. maybe they'll they'll come back and and change it a bit for everybody. I'll say this: for most of us, the battle pass was free. If you did, and it was free. Like, what do you mean? Right, like, yeah. So so I just I I want to <laughs> go on my little rant before we get out of here with our tip and trick. And I want to say this: yeah. so this week, season eight launches. Literally, I I jump on Twitter first thing in the morning, and all I see is like. And I, maybe everybody didn't experience this like I did. But all I saw was negative. Negative immediately. People taking pictures of like, you know, the, the video with the, the guy who's shooting through the cannon going through the fort, right? And it's like, oh, we took out planes, but you gave us cannons to shoot through forts, right? And like all these, and inside, all these people going crazy. I, see, I put out a, a, a tweet. I was like, okay, seriously, let's talk. I don't care about, you know, I, I don't usually care about these things. But stop complaining about season eight already. This is literally five hours after it already been out until we have some more time with it. You know, that was my point. Like, I'm all about constructive criticism and feedback for the devs. But the last thing I want is, like, people complaining when they haven't even played the season. 
I, and I get the complaints about the sound problem, but let me just remind everybody once again that don't forget, we get a free update for a free game with a free battle pass that we can all technically play for free unless you want to buy a skin. And to be quite honest, some of these skins are fire. To be, to be quite honest, uh, name another game that you know you don't have to run around be a default without putting money. Free. Fully, like now you can fully not be a default. So as you've been playing for a long time, this is a big thing for a lot of people. I, I don't think people understand the significance of like being able to earn some skins, you know, and and not look like a default. You know what I mean? Because there's some talented people out there that just can't, you know, you know, mom and dad are not going to buy yeah. these skins. They don't believe. Yeah. This so, could be some kid's nah. first battle pass because their parents just didn't buy into yeah, games, first didn't pass, care. First first skin, right? So they, they get to look cool, feel cool. They, they get to be a banana, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm totally down, and, and I appreciate it. Uh, and this is no not sucking up to Fortnite or Epic or anything. I'm, that's not what I'm doing. No, I, think, I think it's just a kind thing in general. I, I'm, like, and I'm just, just saying, as a fan of the game, as a fan of the community, like I wanted to slow down for a second and be like, whoa, don't look for the bad. It's like, so long we've seen a couple bad things that trended in Fortnite with the planes right and everybody getting very volatile about you know their opinion of that and what's going on and come on Fortnite please fix it you don't care right all this stuff that we heard which you know we talked about they do care <laughs> and it's like before they can even give you the product you're taking assumptions from yeah a guy flew through a building with a cannon but they're not everywhere you don't just pull one out of your pocket and stick it on the ground you know what I mean like so there's some viability to you know slow down enjoy take it in they're gonna make tweaks and changes they always make and hopefully you guys are all enjoying season eight well without further ado let's jump into our tips and trick this week and monster you can sit back and enjoy this little tip and trick that we're gonna have coming from the pros at katavice you ask do we have tips of course do we have tricks oh yes we do Watch my gameplay. <laughs> I think the best advice I can give to someone who's just starting is play like practice servers or scrim servers if you want to actually get better. Um, that's the best way to improve. Play against players that are better than you, and that's what gets you better. You need to train mechanics, like that's the basic. Then you need to, to train your game scenes, and the best way to do that is to understand why you died. Like I think understanding why you, you died and what did you make wrong is the best way to improve. Just get good bindings for yourself, so you are used to them, you always know where to click on the keyboard, you don't have to think about this, because that's a thing that takes the most time for newer players. Uh, incorporating your like initial settings and making sure you're comfortable with them, your sensitivity, your binding, just make sure that you're comfortable with those, because theoretically you could be stuck with them for a while, and then changing off of that stuff is not easy. Uh, I think like first thing off the bat is just, you know, be aggressive, try to learn from your mistakes, like, uh, that's like very important to me, like when I'm learning a new game, or just when I first started Fortnite. Just I was going into like the hot spots, hot dropping, trying to just get my mechanical skill up first, and I think that's super important, and then from there they could find a spot that they really like that's really good and just try to learn that path uh, to the best of their ability. Uh, don't underestimate how much time it takes. Put in the time, it's, uh, it's the only way to get there. There is no other way, you just need to play a lot. For new players right now that are trying to be pros, it's very hard because everybody has been playing for a long time and they're really, really trying hard, especially with this new announcement of how much money is coming in. So, I mean, the way I learned was to just watch other professionals and kind of take 
their strategies and take notes from what they do. And to put in a lot of time. If you're gonna try to be professional, it's not easy. You have to practice a lot and work on a lot of things. It doesn't just come natural to most people. They don't realize the time you put in. A lot of time being put in for all these pro players, including the travel and everything else they're doing. But a lot of time when you're, you're trying to get good, when you're trying to you know, take your skill to the next level, you heard a lot of things in there, different suggestions about, you know, key binds, somebody joking at the very beginning, they're saying, watch my gameplay, that's how you get better. Uh, but some of that <laughs> is partially true, as we talked about before, Monson, you brought up learning from other players, uh, watching videos, going back, making sure you got good key binds, all, all these things. Anything else you got to add here to uh, the, the player pro recommendations for, for people that are trying to step up their game? Honestly, I want to I wanna just uh, reemphasize what Miff said. I think he had a really good point out of all the other points brought up. Learn the game on a mechanical level, then find your favorite spot and master that spot in and out from, you know, start to finish, right? And by start to finish, I mean... You play 500 games, all 500 are going to have a different outcome. You're going to have to run a different way this time. You're going to run, run a different way that time. But the more situations and you know times you get to play something out, the more you get to relearn and say, oh, hey, I really like going this way. I know this is where I find players nine times out of 10. And or this is where I don't find players. This is the safety route. So Miff, Miff hit the nail on the head on the, in the sense that like once you know the game, get your favorite spot. It's why whenever... I play like you see me in salty almost all day long. I literally love laying in salty. So I know how to play salty. Right. Um, it's kind of yeah. like cheating. Like I know where players are going to be almost every time. Right. Especially in the early game, you kind of master it. Um, and you rinse and repeat. So, yeah, no, tons of great recommendations, suggestions there. It, you know, and I'm with you. Find the spot that you like to go. I used to love greasy, you know, really probably season seven messed me up the biggest because my rotations out of greasy aren't there anymore, <laughs> but that's okay. Well, well I'm, I'm still working on finding that new spot and there's some cool new spots to be dropping in on season eight. And, uh, you know, you guys let us know what your favorite spot is. What's your favorite new spot out there that you're dropping in on season eight. Let us know how you're liking it. You can send all that over to the Fortnite podcast, uh, at, on Twitter and at, uh, Fortnite podcast at gmail.com. You can send all your, your news, complaints, what you're liking about, what topics you want us to bring up for Season 8, and what's going on. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. And, you know, like Monster said, he's got some videos going up this week. Make sure you tune in. You see those videos. You check out his content on Season 8 and what's going around. Follow us on Twitter at, two, at, at Fortnite Podcast. Myself, number 2, L-O-U-D-T-X, Monster D-Face, M-O-N-S-T-E-R-E-F-A-C-E. And Monster, let everybody know where they can find you throughout the week. Yep, as always, guys, preferably on YouTube. My content's up 24-7. I am back in the groove on my morning streams on Twitch. You can find all of my handles at MonsterDface. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, Instagram has an underscore at the end. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, us. Monster. Thanks so much for being here once again. And as always, guys, until next time, dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.